Hey. It's another week. It's getting cold outside. Cold outside. Gotta start auditioning these hoes. And you better have a ride. Cause I'll ruin your life. Ruin your life. It's audition time. Audition time. Who's trying to cuff tonight? Cuff tonight. Life comes out. I hope you find some love at the Labor Day picnic. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah. I hope you find some love in the snick at the barbecue. <laughs> ooh, nigga, I want you <laughs> meet him at brunch. <laughs> Make him. <laughs> You can be as much. <laughs> and I got snacks in the bank. Yes. Ooh, it's about that time, Jack. Don't have a snack in my hand. <laughs> Summer's wrapping up on that ass. Might be a girl, might be a man. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Summer is over. We about to ooh, enter into ooh, ooh, one of the final. Black ass holidays, y'all. This is your time. It's auditioning time. It's preseason. Will there be one? Will there be two? You know? Don't let Issa get your The doors of the holes is open. I don't know what we watched on Sunday, but that's not. That's not. I don't don't know know. that life. What? What? I never experienced that. (laughs) Never Um, met that. And no stigma, no shame to y'all that have. I'm just saying that I can't relate. <laughs> White girl. And this is why. This is the name of the game, baby. You playing checkers or chess? Because <laughs> one thing I know for sure is. Oh, Issa. Nigga, you going to eat this pussy before I leave? Are you kidding me? I, I, I you just, just took one to the eye. You took. <laughs> A lift line over there. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even spend no time. I ain't spend no time. And then your dumb ass go back in the lift line. It's LA. You about to be in traffic. I know for sure. I know. You gotta you you pack some up to go. Issa, what? She ain't got no snack pack or nothing on her. Nothing. No lunch. Just, just hurt feelings. <laughs> Cause you Why'd you take the class? I'm so confused. <laughs> this is why y'all gotta have consent conversations. Consent yes. is sexy, what's y'all. What's your limits? Like what? You, what you willing not to do? Cause he he tapped on the head. He tapped. He he said, "Hey, hey, it's it's coming. Hey, how? What you gonna do, man? I was like, wait, what did we just watch on TV? <laughs> This is Do why not be I giving need black girls a bad name, girl. Stop. More Kelly. More Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Less of the people writing for Kelly. <laughs> More Black Joy mixtape. Yes. Influencing and being around Kelly. Just we, a whole episode. Of Kelly just, and Fat Friends. I, I think the episode could be, you know, Kelly's podcast comes in to have six egg. With and Molly, right, right. So I heard y'all skin hoes ain't having pleasurable consensual sex. (laughs) Well, well, ladies, so glad you came. (laughs) 
won the selection process. <laughs> if that nigga ain't <laughs> listen, don't fuck no niggas who ain't used to getting none. <laughs> Cause that Punani gonna be everybody business. They just gonna be talking. All right, I don't even know if that's the song we selected, but I just like it's the didn't. song. I had to go for it. It is. <laughs> this is Amber J. Hey, 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 hey. Don't be fucking putting me in early before I tell them why we recording so late. I okay. Don't be busy. I'm, don't. I'm a petty bitch. Don't. <laughs> anyway, this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of black. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you are listening to the Black Joy Mixtape. What do you do? You can't get your pussy to a nigga who not used to getting pussy because their pussy gon' be everybody business. You can't say a dope to these niggas because they broke and they snitching. Got these niggas busting shots up in your business. You can't get your pussy to a nigga who not used to getting pussy because their pussy gon' be everybody business. You can't break bread with these niggas. Give heads to these niggas. They ungrateful of mama. That's bad for business. You can't get your pussy to Ridiculous. Yeah, I was gonna let that shit slide. Man, mm, mm, I knew mm. it. All tree, y'all. <laughs> Birdman just cussed us out. <laughs> Listen, this is shock radio. They will try to dupe you, Mary Jane. Well, <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going there today. So, you know, I just would like to start off the show. I don't know what Jasmine's doing, but I'm going to. I would just like to say that I'm done (laughs) this weekend. I felt very a lot of FOMO because I wasn't at Afropunk where all the black people go to get their pictures taken. Man, where you niggas shop? I don't never see none of that shit in the store when I what go. What the fuck do they look like on Monday though? Like, what? <laughs> what y'all doing? I love Afropunk. And I went last what year. What y'all wear to, like, ain't no jobs out here. Like, what y'all wear up there to the motherfucking uh, Target? Yeah. Like, because I'm going into work with a head wrap. <laughs> Gotta answer questions every day about it. Like, so what? This is beautiful. Do you like, do it take you a year to curate the outfit? You don't put an outfit (laughs) on. You don't don't just throw that (laughs) out. This is curated. This (laughs) this is some fabric from. I sewed this myself. Nigeria. Yeah. I had it imported. I got this from the Bronx. I got gold trim (laughs) flown in from the Bay. This is real goat fur. This is the finest silks. <laughs> yes. This is stainless steel. Crown. Yes, I beat it myself. <laughs> well, I had my friend code me a outfit in Snapchat. I took a picture yes. in that and then I got a 3D laser print of it mm-hmm. and I put it mm-hmm. on and yes. here I am. And now I'm here. Looking like we, 3000 We, we collaborated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm from year twenty um, thirty five. Uh, you know, I'm a more modern day type 5, of bitch. Thousand two hundred. <laughs> um, I just want y'all to know that we won. <laughs> but I had to come back to see Princess Nokia. I just had to. <laughs> I had to. Come. And so, I mean, 
My sister planted Solange's here, man. so I just had to come. Let me tell you, we named a few planets after Beyonce, yes. and I just want to see what a sister was about. You yeah, know? So I'm absolutely. just here for a very short time. I love Afropunk, though. This man. is definitely so my, retro. my vibe, my energy, um, and I appreciate being here. Thank you. <laughs> Why we just do Afropunk like that? <laughs> I love Afropunk though. It's really fun if you want to deal with the crowds. Definitely a vibe of a conference. I mean, hey, I feel like niggas not supremely, conference, you know, the concert, concert, yeah. gathering, That's, ball, if you will. It is, you know. I saw a lot of dancing. I saw a lot of catwalks. Yeah, I saw a lot of IG poses. It's like people been thinking about this for a minute. Like Absolutely. not only the outfit, but the background and the staging of the post. I'm trying to get me because a because I'm trying to get on chair. every single list. Hello, Essence Street style. You know, already Vogue. got my pose down. You know, just shade room. I'm as unbothered as possible. <laughs> and the wind must be due north to really, you know. Can you stand on this side, please? Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the sun must be. Is that a DSLR? In front of me. Yeah, no. Because behind me. Maybe later when the sun is going down. <laughs> catch that. Oh, vibe. I'm only taking pictures at dusk. So. so. <laughs> That's when I look that's, the best. That's when this outfit truly shines. Yes. <laughs> you can only see it for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's an I'm a, noon, I'm a noon bitch, so I'm ready. <laughs> I know that's the thought process, okay? I know I mean, it. Hilarious. It took 12 months to get here. Yes. And that's the type of energy I will be bringing with me to the Black Femme Brunch that will be happening post Honey Groove. Man. So we hosting. We're hosting the recovery brunch for Honey Groove. Oh, so yes. It's going to be lit, y'all. Where it's going to be at, Amber? Uh, and what's it called? Um, <laughs> okay, so we will be hosting Black Film Brunch, the Honey Groove recovery brunch. Mm-hmm. The Rack It Up recovery brunch, actually, is the name. <laughs> it's going to be sickening. Those of you who are on Facebook, go ahead and follow them. Um, and like the page, because your girls will be hosting. Mm-hmm. Bottomless Mimosas Brunch Buffet and Finance Black Films at Art Adrenaline here in Washington, D.C. on September 10th from 1 to 4 p.m. Yeah. Catch us live. Um curating the playlist yes just so you know there will be twerk competitions yes there will be a whole set like we we're really going to do it up for you all got to because we're excited to be in the building i like to overdo all brunches yep as quayla will tell y'all when she tells y'all like i don't ever you know i don't have a medium level at brunch it's always i always aim to overdo it if y'all want to see a nigga live you know catch some niggas the day after they on stage age of big freedom i'm mm. claiming that now amen because glory be to god i gotta be up there fast everywhere ass everywhere i feel like it's inevitable me and tootie gonna be side by side you know what biggity biggity bouncing big frida's one of her advertisements is right here on 14th street and i have to walk past it every time i go get food Ugh. so this might totally be manifesting in the spirit all already yeah. so uh-huh. yes absolutely so it's only 30 dollars to go but there's a discount code y'all oh shit so if you when you go to buy your tickets it's twerk that d-a-t that ass so go get your tickets we'll be at back from brunch it's going to be a vibe. I'm so excited for this whole I weekend. I am so excited. Yeah, next weekend. This weekend, Labor Day, you know, it's really going to go down. It's the All last. All white, bitch. 
I ain't got no Looking like Cocaina. <laughs> That's how you feeling. My, my all white, no all socks. White, no socks, man. <laughs> I'm excited for it. And the homie Gloria is in town. It's going to be good. Yeah, that's man, all Man, see if this is coming in town. Right? Yay. Exciting. Black Joy Jubilee running through here. Heck yeah. So, Jasmine, it's the part we love to hate and oh. hate to love only because we're trying to tell y'all how to protect your neck. Ready? Amber. <laughs> White people. No. Uh-uh. That's not how it go. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> White people have no self-control. Someone just engineered us a beat. Shit. Anyway. White people have no self-control. <laughs> <laughs> White people have no self control. Sound like an exorcism. You dig? So, Secret Service agents are resigning, <laughs> and others might have to go without pay. After Man. more than a thousand agents protecting the Trump family hit salary and overtime caps, the head of the Secret Service said, Y'all, basically the Secret Service broke, y'all. <laughs> the Secret Service is broke. So with more than four months to go before the end of the year, Director Randolph Tex Alley's told USA Today the Secret Service can no longer pay hundreds of agents it needs to carry a carry its protective mission due in part to the size and activities of Trump's extended family. <laughs> Where welfare king? You're breaking our government, Donald Trump. You Have want y'all? all these fucking kids and all this protection that y'all need to do nothing. All these empty rooms we paying for. Man. We then gave towers all of the money condos. to the Pentagon and Trump properties. That's all we paying for. That's it. And if y'all think Trump is going to go unprotected, so already the Secret Service is broke and it's... Where does money finna come from? Y'all, sounds like a war is brewing. Sounds like a war is brewing. There's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this way. If you just got a song on your spirit. <laughs> Anchored in Trump Towers, uh, you will surely. Uh, it's because that church didn't open its door. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to. It's rest- gonna rain. <laughs> it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. <laughs> that used to you be my jam, though. You better get ready, because it's gonna rain. Yes. Got show no a rainbow sign. It won't be water. <laughs> The fire next time. We didn't the have fire that in next Ohio. time. <laughs> the fire next time, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's all you can do. Black people, when times are rough, we just got, you know. Revelation. The storm clouds are here. <laughs> the leadership is failing. <laughs> we don't know what tomorrow might bring. <laughs> but today we have black joy. <laughs> we don't want. We want the Lord. That's it. 
these headlines are awful, y'all. Like, let's just get the fuck through it. Going. <laughs> so speaking of storm clouds, Trump took his ass down to Houston finally. And the way he talked about it on Twitter was like he was going on the ill-ass field trip. Like, what's wrong with this man? Hurricane Harvey is destroying, or it's caused massive floods in Houston, massive. Texas, have displaced thousands of families. And just nothing from wow. that Wow. <laughs> at first didn't he tweet something like good luck or something yes. like that it's it's not i i i have no i wouldn't even try to analyze his thought process because i do think something is just like we already told y'all right exactly about this person there is you know allegedly a lot of eugenics stuff going around and instead of framing this person as a dumb person He's making very clear calculated where his politics are. The strong will survive. Yeah. And white allies, y'all out here getting distracted talking about Melania Trump's pumps. But like, at what point did she tell you that she was not going to high film? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, um, I actually tried to make sure my contract was negotiated before I came up in here. I got to sell stretch pants, which I'll expect. I'm in khakis what do you want from me of course i'm gonna wear a red bottom these is bloody shoes bitch what (laughs) over you (laughs) this sickening casual play yeah she gotta support her husband with this white supremacy shit so she must look like white progression at all times the trap queen herself (laughs) anyway so two pretty much the floods are causing a lot of danger yes um to the point where a chemical plant is now uh they're reporting that inevitably will explode so far uh today two explosions took a flooded chemical plant near houston early thursday sending a plume of black smoke into the air and triggering an intense fire that continued to burn so pretty much this factory makes foam cups makes i think water hoses and some other stuff just plastics right and in order to make these things they use a lot of toxic and hazardous materials that needs to remain cool in order to keep from setting fire well these generators in this chemical plant pretty much is underwater and not working anymore so they were no longer kept cool and they pretty much have been forecasting this explosion for at least two days and there's already fires so authorities warned that further blasts were likely to occur on site since chemicals weren't being stored at the appropriate temperatures after the facility lost power following Hurricane Harvey. It's been reported that people within a 1.5 mile radius has been evacuated and officials are refusing to confirm whether the heavy smoke produced by the fires are toxic, despite multiple officers from the scene have been admitted into the hospital after inhaling smoke. A mess. So, our thoughts, our prayers to the people in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, we, this is what it looks like when, on multiple levels, communities of color, melanated people's communities are not cared for. 
yeah. aren't given the proper infrastructure and it has a ripple effect up. So like while these people weren't protected from, you know, making sure that they had pumps and making sure that there's enough, um, you know, boats and, and things. I'm, I feel like we say this all the time. Like our government is being unnecessarily very difficult on people to protect capital, to protect Everything. power structures, except for the people. Except. And regardless of this administration is so terrible, white people listen up that situations like this again show that they are not willing to protect any of y'all. Mm-mm. None of us. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter that Texas is like a big Republican state. Huge. A lot of Republicans. Invest a lot in battle um, ballot initiatives across the country. Um, invest a lot in, you know, being an awful ass legislative anti-choice. Anti-choice. Like, Anti-people of color. Anti-black people. Like they, and still Trump ain't got books, no relief for your, for your hometown. They're calling slavery unpaid interns. Well, guess what? Internships in their textbooks. White supremacy is relentless. Mm-hmm. Do y'all understand? Mm-hmm. It knows no bounds. No. And it's white supremacy, a particular kind of white. Right. Because you saw your president flew in and flew the fuck out. Yes. Came Looking sickening. Like... They don't give a fuck. Secret services broke. We miss no meals around here. Hmm. So on the Black Joy mixtape, we have talked about the white supremacist agenda and regime mm-hmm. uh, holistically. You it's know, a full in the scale media. blanketed attack. We're Everywhere. doing policy, media, politics, grassroots people, culture, religion. It, we got all fighting this in shit. streets. This is all murder. Us. You know, White futures. Very violent. Mm-hmm. So Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee are rejecting a Democratic re- request to investigate President Trump's controversial pardon of former Maricopa County, Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Basically, Joe Arpaio is the face of the crackdown on undocumented people. Of course, propaganda is calling it illegal immigration. Ain't no illegal, B. What is a border to a real nigga? Man, this my house. This my people. Do you not move from state to state, y'all? This is dumb. So, Arpaio is this sheriff that has just been terrorizing communities of color in Arizona. And he was even found guilty of criminal contempt earlier this year for violating a judge's order to stop racially profiling Latinos at traffic stops for the purpose of immigration checks. Trump signed an order pardoning him last Friday. And this is a person who literally the community, even the community members know his county jails as types of concentration camps. Which he has jokes about concentration yes, camps. Like racist. And Trump referred to him as keeping Arizona safe. Mm. 
Like there was, so in the New York Times, they talk about this article and there was a video of one of his speeches Mm -hmm. and pretty much people are, the community members in Arizona are like, Hey, you have these amazing county jails. Like this man has described himself as wanting to be an icon, a historic legend on having some of the toughest prisons ever. That's what he wants to go down and that's his fuck em ups. Yes. That's what he wants his shit to read in the American History Museum. And to be clear, this is where undocumented people are detained a lot of times right. in a lot of places. To be clear, these so called detention centers are prisons. Right. In a lot of cases, synonymous, the whole deal. And so, what this means and what we've known throughout this administration is that just a total disregard mm-hmm. for brown folks melanated folks black folks undocumented folks are in danger and in peril and people who are threats to their dignity as well as upholding the law like this is a sheriff a sheriff y'all we talking about county jail who was ordered by a judge hey man i know we racially profiled but you gotta chill like when a judge you doing too much like when have y'all ever heard of some shit like that yeah and he broke the order like he went against it because that's how passionate he is racism like i don't know and your president just called him a person who's keeping the country safe. So literally in this press conference, really quickly, mm-hmm. the community member asked like, hey, um, what? It, so can you upgrade these concentration camps? Because what we also know about these illegal immigrants is that they come back. What? Like, that's what the woman was saying. Like, what are you going to do to keep them there? And then didn't he tell an anecdote about his parent with threatening him with going to a concentration Either camp? Either he's going to like act right or go to a concentration camp. Some white joke that I would never. I don't. It went over my head. Well, under it, honestly. Y'all, Jewish Scary. people, anti, you know, folks look alive. Racism does not end with brown people. Yo, he came the, up. The concentration He camp. grew up in a household. Yeah. Where the punishment was, he was threatened with being sent to a concentration camp just <laughs> at his house. At his home with his parents. He is now the sheriff and racially profiling people. Also, Who knows? It's, it's the county jail. You think there's a separate jail for your white ass when you get picked up by the cops? No, you're going to the concentration camp too. It starts by them calling you illegal. Yeah. And like, it's a matter of time. Like, we don't know where that book will stop. Just to be clear. Yeah. Honestly, truly. So, as we have also said right here on this mic consistently, is uh, Tommy Lauren was just on a sabbatical. Was still on Facebook giving millions on millions. Four million people follow her Facebook. And Tommy Lauren was just this week signed to Fox News Mm. as their new um, contributor. And she will be premiering on Hannity. She premiered this week on Hannity. She will be providing commentary during the prime time, bitch. 
So Tommy Lauren. A bigger stage. A even bigger, bigger stage. Bigger platform. Prime time. But you know, Bill O'Reilly's out, so we won the battle. Yes or no? Ugh. Hannity is much worse, and now he's getting his little millennial ticket too. White people are educating across the board. They're using all of it. They're taking their most ridiculous people and giving them a, a mic. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're too busy over here trying to figure out exactly who is the perfect black person to deliver the message in the most calm, fashionable, safe manner. And we're trying- <laughs> Cuss these niggas out! Not only that, you know, we're also struggling to get the ill-ass cosign because we just say nigga every once in a while on this motherfucker. I guess if you say nigga, you just it's- do not know politics. <laughs> I mean, they say they're news and politics. I get all my headlines from it, but I just don't know. I don't know if we have any money for it, Bob. (laughs) Okay, girl. Meanwhile. The whole staff listening to it right now. (laughs) Can't find not a sponsorship in their little budget or their heart. Just them black girls from the Trump campaign make more than we do. (laughs) Man. Weekly. Meanwhile, weekly, we are in the ears of black people telling them what's coming their way and expanding. Just new, new Black Joy Jubilee members every week. Hey y'all, what's up? What's up? Binge listening and making it (laughs) within seventy-two hours or less. Tommy Lauren is on prime time cable news, people. Started off on Facebook and, Live, now we motherfucking here. And we still training niggas to get on CNN. I mean, no shade. <laughs> no shade whatsoever. Ooh, I'm just like, shade room is really huge. Like, how, how do you make more that Instagram partnership? followers, for sure. Man. Whatever. I would gladly. What's up, shade room? How y'all doing? We should talk. <laughs> <laughs> Love the shade room. I would room. gladly give the minute headlines on the shade room. So let's, uh, as niggas, let's move on to how Mexico plans to leave the negotiations if Trump cancels NAFTA. So, yeah, y'all, President of <laughs> Toothless America, been talking big shit on Twitter and getting up on the mic. See what we did there? Us Negroes. <laughs> y'all don't even know what NAFTA is, and we about to tell you, goddamn. Here it go. Yeah, so Trump on Sunday threatened to cancel the deal because Mexico and Canada are, quote-unquote, both being very difficult in negotiations and repeated his claims in a speech on tax policy on Wednesday. So he moving from Twitter because, you know, that's policy. And he just, you know, (laughs) giving an ill follow-up on the mic just to let y'all know I ain't playing you know I mean what I said cause you know he likes to waffle a lot you know they tried to get my father no they just <laughs> jumps <laughs> so according to a report from Mexico's reformer newspaper foreign relations secretary foreign relations secretary Luis Bedegare said Mexico would not continue negotiating if Trump came through with his threat Quote, we don't believe it would be the correct route or a viable route to restrict the treaty just as we're in a process of renegotiation, Vitagari said. The second round of NAFTA regulations are set to begin Friday in Mexico City. The first round took place earlier this month in Washington. And y'all, these are concurrent negotiations. It's usually about 26 of these motherfucking negotiation meetings. Whew. 
So just to give y'all some background before we really get into what this means. Okay, so NAFTA, if you aren't familiar, is the North American Free Trade Agreement. It began in 1980, according to some propaganda. The purpose was to reduce trading costs, increase business investment, and help North America be more competitive in the global marketplace. True, and, you know, how do you become competitive? You exploit the fuck out of people, but we'll get there. The agreement is between Canada, the United States, and Mexico. So, and though it's starting in the 80s with Reagan, um, is it Bill Clinton that signs it in 1993, goes into effect in 1994, and now it's time to go through a renegotiation process. But really, what this deal did, so I just said they they claimed that it was to be more competitive. They wanted to be uh, more competitive with China, with the European Union. And so, but what really happened is it caused wages to be exploited. So a lot of jobs were taken to Mexico. Pay attention to this because toothless motherfuckers mad in Mexico and Mexican people, um, of course, because racism, but they also lack the ability to get to root cause. You know, they still playing in the leaves. Anyway, I digress. Um, So jobs were taken to Mexico because corporations exploited the wages and labor of Mexican people making the labor cheaper down there. Then the jobs that were left in manufacturing in the in the United States, those wages were significantly lower as well. So what you see happening, because wages are so low in manufacturing, people were forced in Mexico into extreme poverty. And people's families got to eat. So you have people trying to make better lives for themselves and their families. So they are risking their lives crossing these here borders. Mm-hmm. Because jobs. Because jobs. The, the whole theme around this is literally people doing the best they can to have access to the resources they need to care for themselves and their families. And corporations that are friends of Trump made a lot of money mm-hmm. by causing a lot of harm to a lot of communities. Communities in the Deep South in America and the Global South and Mexico. And I assume Canada has some issues as well. But the main focus here is the the impact, the adverse impact between the U.S. and Mexico. So white people in places like Detroit Uh or still towns like in Pittsburgh, why your community suffered when you lost a bunch of jobs, literally those same people who fucked you over are fucking over Mexico and then telling you to hate Mexican people. Right. Do you see how white supremacy fucking works? The buck has never stopped, actually. Nope. So then we get into the sector of farming. Mexico also lost 1.3 million farm jobs. Um, The U.S. 2002 Farm Bill subsidized U.S. agribusiness by as much as 40% of net farm income. So then when NAFTA removed uh, trade tariffs, which essentially... May if we got corn from Mexico, we corn is supposed to actually be more expensive than it is in the store. We should not be able to actually get corn from Mexico for a dollar a ear. It's actually exploitive. So these when they remove Hey vegans, what's up? <laughs> 
When they removed the tariffs, companies exported corn and other grains to Mexico below cost, so then rural Mexican farmers could not compete. At the same time, Mexico reduced its subsidies to farmers from 33.2% of total farm income in 1990 to 13.2% in 2001. I'm not really completely sure what that means, but... (laughs) What it sound like is the help that, well, I know what subsidies are. So pretty much the help that the Mexican government was given to rural Mexican farmers. They was just like, yeah, let's just lower these because we trying to keep these relationships going. I don't know why they did it, but they definitely did it. And it caused a lot of farms to be displaced like a lot of farmers and farm workers to be displaced i'm pretty sure a lot of land has been lost because of what has gone on with um nafta because land loss also happened here in america but i digress most of those subsidies went to mexico's large farms and these changes meant many mexican farmers were outcompeted by highly subsidized american farmers which then you have migration. So we're back here again. Mm-hmm. This is all they're doing. And they're telling you to help them do it by hating these people. Yep. And rather than say it. So what we're saying is NAFTA definitely right. either. So this is where it gets complicated. So Trump is threatening to just get rid of NAFTA, which what by what we just told you, NAFTA should, if it's not gotten rid of, it definitely needs more worker-friendly oriented, just oriented, people-oriented additions so that corporations do not continue to exploit American and Mexican people and families, right? But instead, the president is claiming that Mexico and Canada just being too difficult because clearly he wants to continue to up these because, of course, he wants these corporations to continue to make a lot of money. Because again, these folks are into creating huge profits for themselves. Yeah. And what people are proposing or what should happen is renegotiations must begin with more democratic processes. And if Trump is talking about just getting rid of the process, there's no telling what will happen because Mexico hasn't really been put in a position with Mex- with America to go back to thriving because there has been some advantages to the country of Mexico, not necessarily to the people of Mexico. So what people think should happen is renegotiations should be more democratized. It should ensure the protections for workers, consumers, domestic farmers, ranchers, and manufacturers, and their environment. It needs entirely new provisions to address the unsustainable U.S. trade deficit and promote an equitable economy for human dignity. Um, 
And just simply updating NAFTA just isn't enough, which that's what we think negotiations would be like. But it's not like these negotiations are transparent, just like it wasn't when the creation of this treaty was not a transparent process in which people were a part of. Right. Not even our health care was transparent. So that makes a bunch of sense. If you don't know what NAFTA is, it's because this government does not do a good job of ensuring that people know what trade policies are responsible for why all these goddamn quote-unquote illegals keep taking up all the jobs rather than thinking about well how do wages and who, who can be exploited by these corporations like really digging at the root of what's causing this issue so yeah companies are exploiting people and our government is helping do that and that is especially the case now that we literally have a businessman running our country. He has even said that as far as taking that into consideration with who he appoints to certain cabinet positions, so on and so forth. So now as an extension of this white supremacist reign, so now in addition to that, we're looking at a very um, now a full out attack on children who are also immigrants. Um, so the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, also known as DACA. So this week, um, the administration has promised to roll back DACA, which was put in place, of course, by the Obama administration to essentially protect kids who are coming, who are in the United States and um, are seeking to get a job or to go to college. Right. Mm -hmm. So these are undocumented, correct? Right. They're undocumented. And I just had a I was in New York two weeks ago and got to meet up with one of my Internet friends, um, Daniel Leon Davis, who works on a campaign called I Am an Immigrant. And basically, and I've heard stories like this from him and people that I grew up with in Ohio, where sometimes these young people don't even know they're undocumented until they go to apply for college Mm -hmm. because their parents are just trying to protect them and just so many reasons of, of, of why that will happen. And so DACA was essentially put in place to protect young people and to give them the opportunity to get a job and go to school if they are currently undocumented. So, um, um, DACA is a kind of administration relief from deportation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of DACA is to help protect eligible immigrant youth who came to the United States when they were children um, from deportation. DACA gives young undocumented immigrants two main things. One is protection from deportation, can't say it enough, and two, a work permit. That's, that's what DACA does. It's literally helping people to, if we're looking at it in a capitalistic framework of what Donald Trump uh, nine claims to care about, is literally helping them to be productive for themselves and their families. The same thing with farming. The same thing with all these things that we're mentioning, these folks who are under attack. And he's trying to get rid of it, placing countless students and countless young people in harm's way. And the other interesting part and about eliminating an entire class of workers, an entire class, like jobs will be lost. Resources will be lost because of this rollback. Mm-hmm. So this is a person who said he was going to do what? Create jobs. Mm hmm. Like he didn't say what kind. He didn't say who was gonna fill them. Y'all about to be working in the war plants? Just so, hello. Just for no reason. Just got to do it today. Don't know what it's about to do. So eliminating DACA. Let's be very clear. It is a direct attack on children and young people. DACA is literally being used by young people who want to stay in the United States and work. Mm-hmm. 
And he is like, nope. And the other scary part about Doc is because, you know, a lot of um, even if you go to some school site, you literally see colleges updating how they're going to protect their students or what they're going to do in the event of processing um, their paperwork because school's about to start. Man. And the thing about universities as well, he's trying to force universities to turn over this information about their undocumented students. And also, I think it earlier in the year he was threatening to remove federal funding from these universities and colleges who refused to turn over their information that's why you see a push from some student activist groups who are trying to create um safe uh safe sanctuaries and universities where schools are promising not to turn over that information because they have to collect it and donald trump could have a direct name address age to these young people who are just here trying to get an education let's keep it a buck y'all y'all might have to give up your football programs in order to make sure these kids if you lose government funding so the fuck what if that means your young your campus community is not being deported and maybe you know the revenue from football can make sure that the money lost from federal funding you know i don't know how this works i know a lot of money is generated in sec you know just maybe you know, just some changes. Cancel homecoming, nigga. Cancel homecoming. We could probably get rid of, you know, lacrosse. I don't know who doing that anyway. Nobody. The I, swim team can go. You know, in fact, don't football like subsidize like most of the other sports on campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just get a re- just get rid of all of them because they most likely privileged and don't really, you know, they ain't going to class no way. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. I think that's the point. Like, yeah, y'all gonna have this is get what really creative, looks like. and you gonna have to forego some pleasures in order to make sure that people and communities are safe. White people, if you ain't giving up some shit, you ain't resisting a goddamn goddamn. Nope. Y'all call up these universities and make sure they have a viable fundraising strategy. Yes, people on alumni boards and um on. Who graduated from these schools? This should be your fight. Like, right call now. the schools up and be like, "What are you doing to make sure undocumented students are safe? Mm-hmm. Do you have a contingency plan? What is it? Hold them accountable, please." And with the withdrawal from NAFTA without a viable alternative, so this is where DACA and NAFTA like meet. Without withdrawal, with and withdrawal from NAFTA without viable. Alternatives that prioritizes the quality of work for all people across North American borders in conjunction with the elimination of DACA continues to make hostile standards for melanated people of North America, mm-hmm. period. Like, you can't have these conversations in isolation, especially with the lives and needs of undocumented melanated people. Like, they are the ones that are most most likely impacted. And we need policies that are rooted in economic justice. Um, so, so if you look at the Movement for Black Lives policy platform, there is a economic justice section, a whole section about it. It talks about, like, what would be achieved, what would need to happen, like, what does it mean? And so what they were saying in terms of how do we not or what are viable alternatives to make sure that a holistic approach to make sure that there's an economic justice so that people are not put in a position where they have to be displaced by the systems or the communities that are exploiting them. Mm -hmm. 
whether it's a natural disaster, whether it's a job, like these, this is what people of color are navigating. The all at the same time. All at the same time. So what what we need actually is higher labor standards and wage min- minimums as a condition of participating in free trade. There should be protection for the ability to organize and unionize, including across borders. There should be stringent environmental standards. There should be racial equity standards in all in all sectors. Transparency in all trade agreements, so the public is fully aware of and an effective enforcement scheme that will penalize and exclude companies and countries where appropriate when worker rights and environmental standards are violated. Enforcement shall include standing for those impacted by violations of the agreement to challenge the company or country at issue. So if y'all want to see more of that, go to the Movement for Black Lives Policy platform. Yes, and if um, those of you who are wanting to get more involved with this fight to protect DACA and to make sure that we're looking out for our brothers and sisters and gender nonconforming folks who are undocumented, mm-hmm. um, I urge you to visit United We Dreams website or follow them on social. They've been leading a couple of awesome actions, and I know they're connected to more immigrant rights um, organizations that are really on the front lines of this. They've been protesting here in D.C. all week. And we're hoping that this news doesn't come down tomorrow when you all listen while you're listening to the Black Joy mixtape. But learn more there. Let's we gotta keep turning up. Let's do this. Yep. Resist y'all. So now to our healing bomb, the ones we give worship and praise to. The one that's the ones that's gonna save us all. Literally, it's black women the god. Women the gods. So here we are again. Another week of bad bitchery. Mm. Um, and, you know, just fucking up some commas. Being the culture, per Being usual. Being the culture, as we continue to tell you here on the Black Joy Mixtape. Hip-hop is not masculine whatsoever. Not even in the list. Just list a bit. little bit. You know, Sylvia, queer it was a bad and bitch. And femme as fuck. Yes, it was a bad bitch by the name of Sylvia Robinson, who was the first to put rap on an album and distribute that motherfucker. Mm. So, of course, we were just honored. And Do just, it look like I was left off of Bad and A woman by the name of Keisha Lee, the engineer be- um, behind the iconic Bad and Bougie summer hit, is a black woman. If y'all aren't familiar with the engineer, they got some of the most important jobs out Critical. here. That's the nigga that Jay Z and them be talking to. Hey, I don't have enough snare. Like, turn that up. Turn my turn headphones up? up. Can you turn my voice down? Turn the beats up. Thank you. You know what? Turn it all up. Uh, Let's get it. Yeah. So they make sure <laughs> that your song sound clear. Now these niggas who be in your DMs with a SoundCloud link, you know, a lot of they engineers trash. They should be channel. <laughs> <laughs> and you know pretty much if you ain't got enough boom in the system and if niggas ain't booming you know with the 808 the hi-hat and all that ain't ain't where it's supposed to be at bad and bougie would not be the iconic hit that it was today without keisha my lee. girl keisha lee hello and you know i just love finding out these stories behind the engineers because there's also like there's of course rapping and performing but there's a whole technology behind music and hip hop man and these people are learning it they're learning the dials of this shit and it's awesome to see them work and one of their style is like Migos I just really want to talk to the Migos like what y'all got going on cause y'all need to be saying more like they from the north yeah that way that way 
just a is. trans man is the stylist like mm-hmm. just I'm, I love it yes and there's just a bunch of like black girls behind some of iconic hits like I watched this um, video on this young woman who was 24 years old named Gwen Bunn and you know the iconic um, collard green song it's not that iconic but the beat is lit as the fuck the beat is cute as fuck yes schoolboy Q great. and Kendrick Lamar that was a summer little little bang the beat yeah I wouldn't say it was iconic though but she's I iconic. Yeah, I love school by Gwen Bunn is a genius. Yeah, she's 24 and she made that beat. That was her first shit. That was her first shit to blow. To convince her mama, so, I'm not going back to school. I'm not doing it. So here we go. Uh, this is a million views on YouTube. Let's get it. I'm godly. I did that shit. Yeah, y'all just stop allowing the Breakfast Club and shit to lie to you. And Rick Ross bitch ass will never be successful unless he signs some women artists. So Ever. good luck without us, bitch. Do it little like we was left off bamboozing. I know I wasn't. So Jasmine, here is another addition that I have to Black Women of God. Oh shit! What, that what, what's I, up? You know, wanted to tell you about, uh-huh. told you about, now telling you about it again yeah. for the purposes of our motherfucking mic. You know. Yeah. So I'm. I love a shout out, and niggas ain't sending them in. I don't know what's going on. So you know, I'm not a. I just told y'all stop writing us, congratulating your nigga on their jobs. Like I know y'all <laughs> friends doing something else other than getting promotions. <laughs> Like they what's their passion? Do what they do play they with love? play? Like do they like watch Are Love Jones every Friday? Yes. Like can we like get some? Like that's all I was saying. I didn't mean stop writing a shout out. <laughs> Jasmine was really your way. But anywho, I'm gonna find a shout out. Goddamn! But I was on Instagram like I usually do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, doing my sickening little selfie game, whatever. In the Discover Channel, huh? Hello. And um, <laughs> I happened upon this. I clicked on this link mm-hmm. to go to this black woman's page, and literally her pa- her Instagram page goes from a sickening beat selfie mm-hmm. to like this gory makeup bitch. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I'm a big zombie movie fan. Me and my twin sister watched the fuck out of them as kids, and continue to do so. But. I was just amazed that black girls are out here fucking up the special effects makeup scene. Of course. Like, of course we can beat your face, give you a sickening cat eye. Look, I make it look like I transform my face. I I become a whole new bitch every Tuesday morning. Goddamn. So, of course, I can go from the living to the dead in no time. Literally. So, the Instagram is called Greenhouse Effect Artistry. And the person's name is Olivia Green. So y'all got to check that out. So I comment on one of her. Literally, it was a makeup job of a Lego through a foot. Mm. Like bleat, like sore and bleeding. Mm. But it's makeup. Mm. And then I comment, I'm like, you mean to tell me black women's beating faces and doing shit like this? And then she tagged another black woman. She was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. Here, go check out this page. And her name is Gory But Lovely. Gory But Lovely. Of course. Of course. So you mean to tell me Allison and your twin is the next step of the Man, makeup game? Just... My twin sister Allison R. Phillips on Instagram. Columbus614. What's good? Get your beat. Get your beat done by Allison. So I feel like because my sister is doing this makeup journey, um, it like I just be watching it now for <laughs> fun. Like I'm never going to do any of that shit. Let's be very clear. That's... 
I'm gonna hit y'all with a, you know, I'm gonna keep my shit tight. A highlight. Right. I got exactly. a smooth highlight. I'll be in Mac now, bitch. I, I got some shit in the makeup. I bag. just want to shout out real quick what's up, Yaya, who sending me a care package of makeup because yes. I was complaining because I was like, I don't know what I'm what's doing. What's up, Yaya, be beat for the goal. Boot. Just. Was it trapping sushi? Like man, trap sushi, a team of nine. Like yes. I whole love page. the Black Joy Jubilee. Like, y'all lit. So lit. I like, don't understand. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Y'all like? I'm like, who's listening to this? <laughs> Nikki Nicole Bear just also be like, what? Black girls, Black magic. Is just out here doing all the things like so many talented people just out on the internets yeah i maybe shout out to lex kennedy lex kennedy out here doing production out there radical (laughs) dream pins you know what's good (laughs) let's do shout outs nigga i want to thank my niggas radical dream pins that's a mother-daughter duo giving you this sickening swag uh, Black girl squee, what up? What's uh, good? I'm just thinking about who being the mentions. Like. Right. Let's do this shit. <laughs> the kitchen, Tilly. the Tilly forever. Tilly's that nigga. The kitchen empress <laughs> with these motherfucking cakes. Goddamn Rachel Delore, you know we fuck with her. What's like, up, party noir? What's, come what's party up? noir in the house? Like, what's a shout out to a real niggas? We love y'all. Y'all be literally gassing niggas up on the internet, and I'm here for your. What's drinks. up, Barry Potts and color motherfucker? What's good. Like, how you doing, girl? Each one, teach one. Show the nigga. Make away. sure y'all using the right hashtags. It's hashtag party when you listening. Potts and color <laughs> when you try. Trying to get some promo, goddamn. She's like, listen. Just listen here. Unless you're using my hashtag, I don't fuck with y'all. I don't. Look, you don't, you don't follow directions. I ain't got no tags for you. Did you submit your podcast to the motherfucking catalog? Look, girl, everybody's always in the mentions every week. Where can I find black people on the mic? Pause the color. And I'm just it down. For those of you who are starting your podcast, we see you. We telling you the secrets right here. You need to go talk to Pause and Color. Hey, Hashtag potting. Hashtag potting. Thank you for using the hashtag. <laughs> Woo! I love the podcast world. It's such a thing. <laughs> I'm so glad we can talk about this. Like you all know all the things, and I'm really excited every time our Insta- our Twitter blows up. It's because some black person asks, "Who who who should we listen? Who to? Who should we be listening to?" And I'm just glad that our niggas hold us down like that. Man, you know what I mean? Because we out here educate. Did you see what we just gave y'all on DACA and NAFTA? Tweeting to Issa Rae talking about we should be writers. Like, y'all we, out here. We love lying. y'all. We love Black Joy. We Jewish love the Black. I fucks with y'all heavy. I don't even. <laughs> when you in DC, holler. <laughs> Where I'm about to be? I'm about to be in New Orleans. What's good? Like, let us know. Like, do y'all end it? Like, this is, I think, what the point is, especially after this solar eclipse, bitch. I just want to say that I'm grateful. Because you know white people is getting on my nerves, child. Sure like everything is shaka. Everything is shaka. Literally shaka like a boom. But every like, week we get to come and talk to y'all. Man. Like at the end of the day, and we know white people is listening. Mm. They learning too. Cause we family. 
Like black men is like coming here and getting saved, realizing they too can ask for consent. Mm. This is the goal. This Man. is the prototype. This is what we should be doing. This is how we should be talking about politics. Honestly. So we're grateful for y'all. Yeah, That's it. it. That's really what it is. Yeah. Now, since you ain't going to shout out yourself, we're going to shout you out. Goddamn. Hell yeah. <laughs> Make sure you use the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. Black Joy Mixtape. I know some of you like the the. That's cool. Yeah. Either one, we'll check it. You no, know. don't use the the <laughs> tag is black b l a c k joy j o y m i x t a p e. All right, I love y'all. Y'all, y'all Let's are doing light wonderful. Up Fridays. I want us to light up Fridays. Glow up. What does it look like for us to literally take that shit over? Hit up Solange. Ask her. You know what she listening to for news and politics. Hello, because she needs something. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to tell her on Instagram because she deleted her Twitter. Niggas was acting up. <laughs> Each one teach one. Drop a line. Hit up Say Heron. Love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just be talking shit. But we prepare. And I'm we thankful study. that y'all listen to this. For real, though. We didn't even do anything too terrible. Last week, the most awful thing we said was that white people need a lush bomb bath. Was that last week? The exorcism. Yes. Yeah, that was last that was week. Perfect. I love it. ain't no lush bath. That's a, a goddamn. We got to soak the evil. <laughs> from, man, I bet you that water turned brown so fast. Like goddamn. <laughs> apple cider just vinegar. Black. <laughs> Like citric acid. Oh, it burns. Yes. So crazy. The spirit of Ida B. Wells compels you. Compels you, baby. <laughs> Anywho, that's all I have this week. I'm, I'm glad we made it through this episode. Amen. Jasmine was tripping when she got on this mic. I ain't going to tell our business now. But you know, whatever. Whatever. Cuff and preseason, y'all. It's, it's audition time. <laughs> Niggas is Man, auditioning. Okay, like seriously though, niggas is auditioning. <laughs> Got tap tap. Don't don't miss your blessing. Go go full out. What you got? Try to make the team now. Try to be. Who will you call who when the make snow? The who gonna make the snow day? Who who who? Will it be you? Man. <laughs> Who try to get this chili and cornbread? Bitch, I make a lovely chili cornbread <laughs> situation, and I always serve mine with rice, baby. You ain't had no shit like this. Girl. I, Let me not. I'm not speaking anything look, over this mic after this solar eclipse because everything has been in Shaka and Flocka, and I just need to continue to not see ceilings in my life, you know? I'm thankful that Mercury goes direct, I think, on Sunday. I, I just, so, ooh, I've had a great time, y'all. What is your hope for Black Futures this week? My hope for Black Futures is we get to be Black without borders. Amen. Yes. Line dropper. Um, my hope for Black Futures this week is... That we honestly think about ourselves in the future, not just in the present. And we walk in that truth. Think about niggas time traveling just to see Afropunk. If you are from year 5050, what does that look like to you? What what type of motherfucker are you in that year? Be that person now. Wear you that, already wear, are that person. Wear that cape now. 
Energy yeah. cannot be created or destroyed. You've been here a long time. Just generations. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. So, yeah, you know, um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Black Joy Mixtape. Mm-hmm. We're always there. Yeah. Jasmine, where can they find you online? Y'all can find me at Jazz On Your Mind on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook as well, baby. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy mixtape. And what do was in the series. Nobody even came. Now this nigga got my name in these hoes now. They can make it shit on me, but that already wiped. I'm on the flight. I got the show. I got the go. You can't get your pussy to a nigga who not used to getting pussy. Cause that pussy gon' be everybody business. You can't say a dope to these niggas. Cause they broke and they snitching. Got these niggas busting shots up in your business. You can't get your pussy to a nigga who not used to getting pussy. Cause that pussy gon' be everybody business. You can't break bread with these niggas. Give head to these niggas. They yeah. ungrateful of mama. That's bad for business. Yeah. You can't say a dope to these niggas. Cause they broke and they.